1: too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy30.
0: Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth. We are with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app, watch the show on twitch.tv betql, and follow us on Twitter at betqldaily. Joining us on the show today, Ian McMillan from BetSided. will break down the NHL playoffs and how to bet it going forward. And Sammy P will join us at 1020 Eastern time. He's locked in on everything Boston. We will make sure he's doing okay after what happened yesterday. And uh, we'll also ask him how his White Sox futures are holding up. So I'm sure he'll be in a wonderful <laughs> mood on this monday morning first though let's get into the nfl draft and wrap that up rounds four through seven was saturday and uh friday we saw will levis going 33rd overall uh to the tennessee titans after they traded up uh that Hendon hooker bet that i recommended uh turned out not to cash because he went all the way down to 68 going to the detroit lions Will Levis is 25-1 to for Offensive Rookie of the Year. The Titans are plus 350 to win the AFC South at BetMGM. Joe, is there anything there that you are interested in as far as Will Levis, the guy who was supposed to go high in the first round, not even making it through the first round? Is there anything there you like?
2: Well, what I've noticed is ever since we talked about this on Friday morning following the first round of the draft that a lot of the numbers that we recommended are gone. Are gone on May 1st. It's ridiculous. Um, You hated the Gibbs pick, but we could also see a scenario where he's the offensive rookie of the year when you could find him close around 20. Now the best number out there is nine. Uh, We talked about Quentin Johnson and value there. As low as sixteen to one, so that's what really jumped out to me. Uh, that that Levis play going into round two, Tennessee was the favorite, so uh, the betting markets nailed that one. Detroit going with Hendon Hooker makes perfect sense. Um, they just take a shot on the guy. They're not com- any committed with a third round draft pick, and they were up there selecting all weekend long. So they wait until the third round, and the guy that was getting a lot of steam to go in the first round, uh, they end up getting uh, – I, I don't have Bennett takes, but what did stand out to me is that we talked a lot about Green Bay needing to go get somebody, you would think, and they got a nobody in the fifth round named Sean Clifford who wasn't very good in the Big Ten, so he's not going to be anything in the NFL, I would guess. And the other one that stood out is – I. Aiden O'Connell falling to the fourth to Vegas, a team that needs to get a quarterback or some competition there. I don't mind that play at all, but uh, eh. we we know how often these QBs hit once you get to day yeah. three. I mean, it it is rare. So if you want to take a dart throw, okay, fine. Um, Atlanta not doing anything was a little bit interesting. But over the weekend, as far as draft goes, that's where my focus was Aaron is uh, – Obviously, number of picks, but you pay attention to the quarterbacks.
3: Exactly. And for me, I'm not going to bet on a quarterback to win rookie of the year. I mean, there probably will be someone who, out of those quarterbacks you just mentioned, that is impressive, but it's just so much of a long shot that it's not worth it me putting my money on um i also thought it was interesting because we were talking about oh would the steelers like you know kenny pickett looked really good towards the end of the season but would they be interested in a quarterback so they didn't get one either um but i'm i'm just excited to to get training camp underway and for the start of the season to see how these young quarterbacks end up doing you know because it's really i think it's wide open and it all depends on the situation they're being put in so i'm excited to see what happens there i i don't have any futures on offensive or yeah offensive rookie of the year um but overall i don't think there was anything that crazy that happened and a lot of teams had a pretty good draft i there wasn't anyone that i'm like man that was so terrible um it seems like a lot of teams got players that they needed and Um, even the Lions uh, selection, you know, with the running back, and then they ended up trading. So anything that was head-scratching now kind of makes sense here on Monday.
0: It'll be a nice four-month excruciating wait between uh, now and uh, we actually get to see these uh, rookie quarterbacks go out there (laughs) and see how they can handle uh, opposing competition. One thing I want to talk about real fast is offensive and defensive rookie of the year. If you're going to bet on these futures now, uh, here are a couple things to keep in mind here going forward. So one of the things that I did was I looked at all of the offensive and Defensive Rookies of the Year since 1967, and I looked at what round they were drafted in just to see Mm. if that can provide a little bit of insight as far as if there's any information we have right now, what can we use going forward? And if you look at Offensive Rookie of the Year, 73% of them went in the first round. 73%. Mm. Wow. Another 12.5% went in the second round. And so if you're looking for an offensive rookie to hang your hat on right now, more than 85% of them went in the first two rounds. So you start there. Now, there may be some guys who you know, shoot up and become real contenders late in those latter rounds. But the place to start is the first and second round, and probably earlier in the first round. Definitely is the case when you're talking about the defensive rookie of the year. of defensive rookies of the year were drafted in the first round. And a lot of them were chosen early in the draft. Think top 10, maybe even top five. That matters a great deal, Joe, when we're talking about, say, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, the guys, the edges in particular, who were getting a lot of attention, getting a lot of respect, maybe even to a lesser extent, Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia, These are the guys you probably want to start with in terms of finding
2: value. 100% agree on defense. I wouldn't even look outside the first round for defensive rookie of the year. I would just stick there. I mean, it's kind of how it is for defensive player of the year. It's the edge rushers that we know. The name value guys that are going to get a ton of pressures, sacks, Force fumbles, turnovers in some way, and then once in a while it's going to be a DB when the award is completely up for grabs, when you don't have a dominating edge rusher, dominant corner. Um, Now, offensive, there have been exceptions to the rule. Then you can look down the board a little bit when there is opportunity. The the exceptions that will stand out to most people, Elvin Kamara in 2017 went in the third round, and in 2016, Dak Prescott due to opportunity. Quarterback gets the opportunity. For most of the season that that's the only way place to really go and in this quarterback draft i wouldn't be looking at a quarterback outside of the first round because we have too many guys near the top that are probably going to be playing from the start We'll, we'll get a clearer picture on that once we get into training camp and closer to the season but if you're going outside the first round i only go offensive rookie of the year and I would only pay close attention to situations with running backs because we all know. I mean, that, that's why people criticize Detroit so much, right? Because we know the uh, lifespan in the NFL world of a running back is not very long, and you can find these third, fourth-round guys that come in and are terrific for a few years for you. So maybe there's an opportunity. Maybe there's another Alvin Kamara out there so pay attention to those situations uh, that's the only thing I would take the only thing I would take a look at outside of uh, round one
3: so having said that who is there anyone that you guys have bet on yet or that you have your eye on or who you think will be put in a good position to succeed someone like you know Jalen Carter on the Eagles with their defense already so good is that going to be a tougher path for him to get the stats needed to win
0: well, and you bring up a good point, Aaron, is that for for defensive linemen, you have to be able to get sacks because I think voters tend to look at sacks a good bit more than just about anything else. Even though I'm a big pressures guy, sacks are, are, are what make this. And so if you have, say, you know, Tyree Wilson might be a good example. If everybody's focused on Max Crosby for the Raiders, then maybe Wilson gets his opportunities that way. And so that makes sense in terms of process. Offensively, I would take a, a real look at uh, Jameer Gibbs. Now, Joe, you mentioned uh, Alvin Kamara is one of those exceptions, and it's important to think about what the Saints were enjoying the 2017 season. They went 11 and 5, had one of the better offenses mm-hmm. in the NFL that season, and it was something where because the Saints had a lead, they were able to run the ball a good bit more. And that gave Kamara the workload necessary to become Offensive Rookie of the Year. This is why Jameer Gibbs is interesting to me, because if the Lions are true favorites in the NFC North and no one's really going to challenge them to the point where not only are the Lions going to win the division, they're going to be competing for that top seed in the NFC, what does that mean? Their offense is clicking. They're going to have leads early in ball games so they can run the ball, grind the clock a good bit more. That means Jameer Gibbs will have the workload necessary to get the eyeballs to get votes to win that award.
2: Yeah, and Bijan is the favorite for those that not have not taken a look. It's Bijan, Bryce, Stroud, and then Gibbs slides in there at, at most spots, uh, fourth favorite, maybe top five at around 9-1. to one. So I mentioned that Offensive Rookie of the Year uh, some of the numbers that we liked on Friday um, are getting shorter, and it's the exact same thing for Defensive Rookie of the Year. We brought up Lucas Van Ness in in the 20, I think 28, and now he's as short as 12 to 1. Wow. Um, all of the wow. names you mentioned. Did we do something to the market? I mean, come on. It's crazy. Um, so I have not done anything, and I'm going to wait out. It's, I just don't see a point really in betting on these rookie of the years Uh, in April and then waiting 10 months. um, I'm going to wait. And there are always opportunities this past year when I had Garrett Wilson, uh, much of the preseason, he was 15, 20. He was 20 at the start of the year. And then he didn't do much for a couple of weeks. Then he went to 40. That's when you bet him like, okay, we've got all this time left. And and I know the ability that he has. There's nobody else on the offense. Brees Hall goes down. It's going to be all him. Um, there are many opportunities, oh, a half year from now, uh, to jump into this. So I've, I've not made any bets.
0: Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky
3: Yeah, neither have I. But that is crazy. We would just went over those numbers on Friday. I can't believe how much it moved. Wow. I guess oh, it just goes is to life. show how many people are gambling <laughs> and taking a look at this. <laughs>
0: right. Because cause you get off the NFL draft roller coaster and you're like, well, I got to do something. I got to keep the NFL fandom going. And so what better way to do that than bet on futures, right? It's uh nope. Yeah, definitely the name of the game there. Uh, Stetson Bennett goes in the fourth round by the Rams, and I find <laughs> this move to be absolutely ridiculous. Now, look, here's the thing about Stetson Bennett. I get that he's won two national championships. Good for him. He's five foot eleven. He's 190 pounds. He's 25 years old. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Tight window throw rate is suspect. You know, one of the reasons why he was so effective at Georgia is because his receivers were really wide open. There's something to be said about how that program has just out-recruited everybody. That's why they've been winning titles. They out-recruit everybody. And if you have a quarterback who, okay, yeah, he's, he's an athlete. He's fast. He can get out the pocket. But he's got incredible tight ends and receivers who can get open, especially in shorter parts of the field. His average depth of target was kind of shallow last season and it was all about him not making mistakes. That's fine for winning a college title, but for winning an NFL title, you need to see a lot more. You need to see a quarterback who can create something out of nothing. I have no idea why the Rams did this except because they didn't have, you know, first and second round picks or they didn't have a first round pick and now they're have they're having to sort of stock up on you know, ladder round picks to try and field the football team. That's the only reason I can see why they did this. But for the most part, you know, when the Rams went all in and won their Super Bowl, good for them, but now they're having to pay the price for that, Joe.
2: Uh, no doubt. And it wouldn't surprise any of us if Matthew Stafford at this stage in his career misses a number of games. And guess what? The only backup for the Rams is Stetson Bennett. This dude might play a number of games this year. Have fun with all that. We've gone over it. As soon as they won the title, we knew what was coming. They knew it was coming. They're paying the piper. And that's occurring right now. But my question to you, Ed, is uh, when does DTR take the job from Watson in Cleveland?
0: (laughs) (laughs) When does – (laughs) Yeah. any day now. We are on DTR watch. I I will say, I mean, I, I went to the Rose Bowl a few times last season. I was really impressed with them. Uh, you know, you know, the team really rallied around him, incredible leader. Uh, I don't know if it's going to mean anything, uh, here, but definitely he's, he's someone you root for. It's hard not to. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have DTR watch, uh, going.
2: You you, you don't root for QB one in Cleveland, right? So you got, no, no, we
0: don't no (laughs) sir. Coming up on Beck UL Daily, we're going to recap the NBA weekend that was and have a little bit of a preview for the NBA playoffs tonight. That's coming up on the Beck UL Network.